Makes me laugh. Uh, <laughs> makes me chuckle. I mean, <laughs> that was a good one. That was a, that was a really good one. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, no offense to the other people, but. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Sports is Job podcast journey of the working sports professional. This is one half of the podcast. My name is Colby Castillo, and as always, we are joined by the other half, Olivia here. Hi, everyone. And without further ado, I would like to introduce our special guest today. If you don't know him or the company that he founded and helps run, you will know about it soon. Um, I would like to introduce Adam White to the podcast. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. No, I appreciate having you on. It was kind of interesting because I was looking at like our connections of things and I noticed that you did a podcast episode with Rob Thompson a couple years ago and he was actually a guest on my show. And if you could kind of just introduce yourself and let everybody know who you are and kind of like what you do. Yeah, no worries. So Adam White, uh, front office sports founder and CEO. Uh, what I do at FOS <laughs> depends on the day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so obviously we, uh, we're a business news platform covering the intersection of sports and business um, from an angle that takes more of a, I would say, neutral approach to what's going on inside of the business world uh, in sports across any type of industry that touches sports or is adjacent to sports in some way. Uh, so if you think about it, marketing, advertising, retail, fashion, anything and everything that touches sports, we generally have the, the ability and purview to, to cover from an editorial standpoint. So that's, uh, that's who, how, who we are and then obviously who I am. So I started the business in 2014, 2013, 2014, uh, basically was just a thing where I did informational interviews similar to this. Somehow it became four years later, something that was much more than that. It became a full-time job. In 2019, I hired our first full-time employee after raising a small round of fundraising. Um, and from there, have now gotten to 14 full-time employees across both the editorial and business. And yeah, looking forward to, to continued growth as, uh, as we go. Most of our focus is on editorial and then on the content that we provide. I think that's amazing to hear that the growth of, of what, when you started it to what it is today, I know you've done a lot of interviews and if people out there in the sports industry already don't know who front office sports is, they will know, like I said. So I kind of really want to focus on really the mental journey of what you went through on the process of turning this passion into a career. 2016, you did a interview and you said from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., I'm at my internship from 3, 3 p.m. to 10.30 p.m., I'm at my job. And then from 11 p.m. to 3 a.m., you said you were working on front office sports. And you kind of mentioned it yeah. just recently in the answer. But my question is, so what does your day-to-day look like now compared to way back then? Uh, well, I'm not working three jobs. Some days it feels <laughs> like I'm working three jobs. Uh, most days it still feels like it. Yeah, I mean, look, my day is still, you know, waking up around 5, 5.30, get things started. Uh, I'll commute into the city where we're based. Usually in the office from seven thirty eight o'clock to what would be you know six seven eight p.m. at night depends on the time. I'll commute back. I'll hang out with my girlfriend and likely start to work again by the time I get home. So uh, yeah, it's a little bit crazy, especially right now with all that's going on in the world. But uh, no, nah, it could be it could be a heck of a lot worse. And as a twenty five year old, it's all that you can really ask for in terms of how we've been able to get to this point. There's so much more to go and so much you know opportunity, but 
yeah, it's uh, it's mentally it's it's been a while if you want to think about it. Uh, I've been up, down, round and round. It's like an MBA slash life lesson slash anything and everything that you can think about happening in five years has happened, uh, and it's going to only continue to happen more. So it's been it's been crazy, but I don't think anything has prepared me for the real world quite like this. And then you get to the point where now you have people depending on everything that you do uh, day in and day out, and you have to be on top of your game all the time. You know, I theoretically at this point, thirteen people who are relying on you day in and day out, not only to, for employment, but to maybe support their family. And it just is like, yo, that's crazy. Uh, it's, it's a great opportunity, but it's, it's definitely like a lot of stress for sure. When Colby mentioned about the crazy schedule you had back in 2016, and, you know, it's very similar because now you run your own company. Um, you know, that takes a lot on a person. Uh, what was your motivation back then? And I guess now to kind of continue doing what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, you know, at this point, the, the motivation is a little bit different, right? Uh, motivation is now we have stakeholders, now we have employees, now we have advertisers, now we have partners, right? Like, we just can't shut up. Yeah, you know, we can't close up shop, right? Like, it's just physically impossible. And so uh, it's a little bit different than what it was then. Then it was, you know, really from a survival standpoint, it's going to be like, well, is it possible to get this to become a real business? And luckily, we were able to, to make it become a real business, but... Yeah, man, it was it was something that we we definitely struggled with for a while, and I applied for plenty of jobs, and I thought I was just going to do it on the side and get a full time job. And sometimes it, it would still sound nice to have a a job that you know you're not completely responsible for everything, but you know at the end of the day, this is yeah, you wouldn't change anything, right? You're in a spot that you get to to be excited about day in and day out. You wake up and you get to control your own destiny, and as long as you do everything right and don't try and do too much, then you'll be in a really good spot. So. Yeah, it's been it's been exciting to see and exciting to to grow and like I said, I mean, there's transition and all of these different growth points where it's like you feel tons of pain because it's really hard to do something and you're working a ton and then it's like wow, this really came out to be great. So, and then even just the other thing goes from like doing all the work to managing people who are doing the work. It's a very difficult transition and like everyone's like, oh, I want to be a manager and. I want to be a manager. And oftentimes, like a lot of people who are really good workers might not make the, ma the best managers and a lot of the best managers might not make the best workers. And so that's like something to, to figure out and find out too. So it's a whole bag of chips and then so. When you started the company, there was one partner that came along with you. And since then, you've grown it into having different writers, different contributors and different employees. So when you first started, there was two of you. But what were the type of people that you wanted on your team to help you grow this front office sports? And how did you find them? I mean, early on, it was anyone and everyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was anyone and everyone, uh, theoretically. It was like anyone who I could do. But yeah, man, it's... It's changed a lot. Obviously, now it's people who are scrappy, people are bought in, uh, people are interested in making an impact in more ways than one, people who have the ability to, to drive what they think is, is change, and people who just want to, who want to have the ability to have a larger role at what would be like probably a time when theoretically in a normal situation, they shouldn't be given that role, but we believe that they are given that role. I think we thrive when we find people who are excelling and not so great situations and put them in and give them an opportunity to excel in a really great situation. So yeah, it's, uh, it's something that we've, we've kind of tried to figure out just because hiring is, is difficult. People are the most important asset and you got to take care of your people. But that's one of the things that we've seen to be like, just really, really important for what it is that we're doing.
back to my first question. When did you kind of realize that this was like really starting to take off with this whole process? What was, I guess, the turning point that this could be something really big for you? I mean, probably in 2018, after we signed Anheuser-Busch to be the presenting partner of Rising 25, I would say that was probably the turning point just because of everything that was going on. But it was pretty crazy. I mean, I think that that was really it. I mean, that was that was the turning point. Then we got the investment after that. Then we moved to New York, and then we just started started getting after it after that. And things have changed, and things have gotten bigger and more complicated and more complex. And yeah, you have more people at stake and more opportunities. But yeah, it was something that you know theoretically we I thought we could be something. And we still are so far away from where we need to be. So far away from where we want to go. Um, I mean, we're theoretically only 14 months as a full time brand. Uh, full-time, fully functionally, fully funded brands that it's like, at the end of the day, I mean, you can't really, you can't really, I think we've overperformed anything and everything that we thought we would just because of, you know, how we've been at it and, and what we've done. But yeah, it's, it's crazy to think about for sure. But I would say that that one time when we, when we signed Anheuser-Busch to be the presenting partner. And I guess that leads into the next question, which is a question from one of our Twitter followers in our sports is job family from at Shabab Mir. Um, he said, being a young CEO comes with its ups and downs and a lot of stressors each day. I want to know what are some mindful and wellness practices that you conduct that you keep that keep you level-headed and on track every day? I have a great question. The answer is probably not enough. I need to go to the gym more. Um, I need to spend more time away from my phone. I need to spend more time away from the business. But it's hard when you get sucked in and you're, you know, you're passionate and you're really addicted to something and making it work. Uh, it's just extremely, it's just so hard. Like building, I was telling you, like building a company is just so, 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 so hard. It's not like, especially if you don't raise millions of dollars. And even if you raise millions of dollars, you see this stuff all the time. And, and sometimes you question yourself, you're like, oh, I started the company, but I'm not the best one to take it to company to the next level and this, that, and the other. And it's, especially now, it's you go through these market conditions and you have all this stuff that's going on around you that you can't control. And you're like, wow, we set ourselves up to succeed and we had a great foundation. And then you're like, well, shit, you know, maybe we, we have some things that we have to, you know, get lined up and stuff like that. So, you know, I would just say spending more time, you know, engaged, with people in relationships, I think that's some type of, uh, I think that's something for me that has been something that's tough is that, you know, you get, you get isolated very quickly and very easily, especially depending on your age, right? There's not a lot of 25 year olds and this is not like a flex or anything. There's not a lot of 25 year olds who run businesses, right? Let alone have employees. And so like, I don't go out like normal 25 year old. I don't spend time on the weekends like normal 25 year olds. I don't go on trips, you know, I don't take two weeks off during the year to go to Bali or something like that, right? So that's just some of the things that like, if you're, if you don't have those responsibilities, I would do take full advantage of, you know, when you do have those responsibilities, it's a little different, but you know, to answer this question, I, I try to on the, on the weekends, get as much sleep as I can <laughs> when we don't have as much going on. Uh, I try to go to, you know, I try to go work out different things like that, but yeah, man, it's, uh, it's craziness for sure. It's, it's just interesting because you, you keep mentioning your age and, and you're right. There's not many 25 year olds who are successful and, and you can call it success um, at your age. And so that's kind of one of the issues I, I kind of like want to talk about because when I do these interviews, me and Olivia do the, does these interviews with people. We talk to people who are, who have been in the industry for like 15 plus years, 20 plus years, 30 years, like longer than we've been even been alive. So now you're 25, right? You're interviewing all these big executives. You're building this team and you're talking to these different people and you're leading them. 
what is the mindset you go into these interviews and are into this phone, like the phone calls or the conversations with these people? Like, is there an insecurity that you deal with or are you just a confident person in who you are? No, I mean, at the end of the day, right? Like no one knows your business better than you are. No one knows your life better than you do. Like it doesn't matter how old they are. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, obviously like there's people who understand the nuances of the industry you're in. Like there's people who understand media nuances better than I do but I would be hard pressed to find people who understand media is FOS and what we are trying to be better than us. Right. Like, so it just comes down to, you know, it's not faking it until you're making it. It's just understanding and, and elevating yourself to and not elevating yourself to your competition, but knowing that a conversation with the CEO and a conversation with the CMO is different than a conversation with a marketing manager, which is different than a conversation with this. And you know what I mean? Uh, so you have to approach them all very differently. It's just like anything else in life. Like, it's all about being flexible. It's all about studying. It's all about doing your homework, right? Like you can go into a conversation and know and know where the conversation is going before the person even starts talking because you already know you know or prepared better than that. Just like games, right? Like mm-hmm. people who prepare more usually understand where things are going, how things are doing. Like same thing here, right? People who prepare more usually the people, you know. So yeah, it's um it's exciting times. Uh, it's tough times, but it's something that it's just coming down to preparation. Uh, being confident in who you are doesn't happen overnight but then just understanding that like you control everything right you control your energy you control your mood you control how people think of you you control like as long as you're a good person like good things will happen right like i'm firmly a believer in like you put good out into the world you get good back sometimes it takes a long time for that good to come back but once you find the people to give you good, then you'll, you'll be good. So yeah, it's, it's something that, you know, I think is exciting and, and we're excited about, but at the end of the day, it's just like little wins. You have to celebrate the little wins because like a $1,500 partnership is just as good as signing Anheuser-Busch, right? Mm-hmm. And something like that, right? You just have to celebrate those wins. Anytime that someone will give you money for anything is a win, in my opinion, right? So yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting for sure. And, and we're really pumped about it but you know i it's just there's just so much that goes into it and so i think now obviously five years into it it's a little bit different because i feel like i just know the business and know what i'm selling and know who our people are and, and it's even then like you run into confidence issues when you bring on new employees and then you're like are you engaging those employees are they excited to be here do they want to be here right like it's these are just like all these little things that are crazy uh but that add up and that are good and let's go back. And it's kind of interesting because I, I take a look, I took a look at like the content you put out and I was on front front office sports and I noticed that you write a lot of articles or you, you, you contribute yourself still. And I was trying to scroll back all the way to the beginning and it, and it stopped me um, on August 31st, 2014, which was an intern report with Tyler Jones, a social media intern for first jobs and sports.com. So that was kind of like the first piece of content you put out. And then recently you guys it released the news of ESPN preparing to offer Peyton Manning up to $20 million to call Monday night football. So now I don't know if you've ever taken the time to look back at it. Like you said, you're not where you want to be, but how does that make you feel knowing the content you started putting out compared to what front office sports is doing today? Makes me laugh. Uh, <laughs> makes me chuckle. I mean, <laughs> that was a good one. That was, that was a really good one. Yeah. It's uh I mean, no offense to the other people, but it just comes with people, right? And time. At the end of the day, I think a lot of people underestimate how long it takes to be successful at something, to be great at something, to be trusted from a media standpoint. Like, 
I mean, holy cow, right? Like that's another thing. Like for people to like want to trust you um, and all that, that's like the most important thing. The evolution of business, right? At the end of the day, it takes a long time to build any business. It takes a long time to do anything. Uh, realistically, if you want to do it really great, there's going to be ebbs and flows. And I think, you know, even today, we still have content that ebbs and flows, right? We still have content that may not hit or may not get picked up by Bleacher Report and all these other places that that one got picked up in. But it's good to celebrate those wins and have those wins. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think it's, it's, it's crazy that I seen that as well. And I couldn't imagine what that feeling is like to look at that. So I guess to end it, what is your vision for front office? And I know you've adapted your content over the time. So what's your vision for front office in the next couple of years? Yeah. Um, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's continue to grow and be a leader in this space. I think it's going to only explode from a content standpoint, both from a digital and social side of things and, uh, you know, just a true interest in the business. So I think it's, it's going to come down to how do we continue to be, a, how do we continue and get to the point where we can build and there's enough conversation around what's going on in the business side of sports that we could build a 24 seven, what would be news organization based off of just the business of sports, just like you would anything else, retail, marketing, like this is the, this is sports as a business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like building something off of that. So that's kind of where we want to go and, and what we want to grow to. So anyone and everyone who can help us get there, I think is going to be important. And us making the right decisions to make sure we get there is going to be important. A message from Olivia, Kobe, and Adam. We are all on our own individual journeys, but you are not alone.